think we always start by discussing something weird and then always end by saying this is not a blank podcast and then we have to reroute ourselves do we i think so because we always end up beginning off topic we can't even orient ourselves for a minute to begin (laughs) no all right then oh wait we started well we have to start sometime Hmm. <laughs> Do you want to be here? Yeah. So, hi, it's Flora. Hi, it's Sam. And Anna. Hi, and special guest, Chris. Yay! Say something about yourself, Chris. I like coffee. I drink it black, like a true believer. Nice. Amen. We can attest, <laughs> we have coffee right now. Yep. He is drinking it black. Yeah. Who would like to start with the eight words or less summary? How about Chris? We know you're excited about this one. Yeah, I've had it for a long time. Woman goes Super Saiyan after seeing fail compilation. Oh, that is really good. Nice. Nice. Mine is, I wish young me had seen this film. Uh, mine is, a young woman suffers an epic occupational accident. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have health insurance, though? <laughs> they don't specify. <laughs> She, she did not get any compensation, just putting that out she there. She got superpowers, isn't that the compensation? Mm. She got to travel for free. Mine is, she can't save everyone. Oh, never mind, she can. Also good. <laughs> Strong, <laughs> guys. I like this. So, if you didn't infer from that, the film we're reviewing today is Captain Marvel. I guess just to sort of summarize a bit what it was about, in case anyone doesn't know. The idea is Captain Marvel is like this extraterrestrial Kree warrior trying to become the best that she can to fight in this like intergalactic battle with these people called the Skrulls who she's been led to believe are evil but she keeps having these reoccurring weird dreams and and visions and stuff of this other life on Earth and she ends up crash landing on Earth and then finding out more about that with sort of the help of Nick Fury, but he's really just there to tag along. (laughs) And she's doing all the work. (laughs) Mm. And the cat, sometimes. The cat helps. Cat. Cat. Insert uh, quotation. Yeah, that everyone can definitely see. Yeah. All three of us picked up our hands. How was the cat called? Was it a lurking? Flurkin. Flurkin. A flurkin cat. A flurkin that lurks. A flurkin lurkin. Lurkin And Chris and I saw it together. About two weeks ago. We saw it in... I think it's important to say in what states we saw it. So ours was 2D. Normal. So don't know about all the light loss and stuff like that that goes on with the 3D. But I... Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I think that's the first thing to say. I think it had flaws. But overall, I did really enjoy it. And I'm very glad that I saw it. I'm very glad I saw it in the cinema. The things that I disliked about it and not the things that I was expecting to dislike about it. I had some reservations about Brie Larson being a superhero. I don't know, especially because we saw her at the Oscars and I just got kind of a bad vibe. I thought her charisma was off the charts. And so for that reason, yeah, she made a really good job at being Captain Marvel. I believed in her, really was rooting for her. She made it all a joy and the things that I struggled with it were more the kind of clunky dialogue and... Lots of like, we've got to do this bit for this bit and kind of so many things that you would see it and be like, well, okay, that's going to happen later. The cat's going to do this later. Okay, we'll get this kind of thing. That's what I struggled with. But I thought Brie Larson really carried that and made it less clunky. (laughs) What did you think, Anna? I did really enjoy it. 
it wasn't funny in the same way as Ragnarok was or um, Guardians of the Galaxies. Personally, I found that it was more more like that kind of 90s sitcom, kind of ironic, funny, dry humor, what I really enjoyed. And that I think plays into the era because it is set in the 90s. So I didn't feel that it was clunky, but I think you mean with clunky the fact that there were certain boxes that they had to tick, like mm. how do you, how did Nick lose his eye and how this yeah. has to happen in order to something make, to make sense that happened in the previous yeah. movie. So it at times does feel like kind of a a puzzle piece that has to be fit made, like it, it has to be made to fit a certain yeah place. It felt less clunky to me at least than Infinity War did. I think. Really? Yeah. Mm. Because, yeah, it just felt like Infinity War, they were having to do so much work trying to pull everything together and trying to cut in between things and have it not feel weird. And I think they did a decent job at that, but still, I was very aware in an, in Infinity War that it had to be like, okay, we've got to tie this together and these people have got to fight here and we've got to do this and wrap all this stuff together. And it, to me, at least, it felt like Captain Marvel... I do have reservations about it, but it didn't feel as clunky when it was having to check boxes. And that being said, I think it had to do less work in that realm than mm. Infinity War did. Yeah. For sure. I think by clunky, I do also mean the humor, though. There was a few moments that I kind of was like, <sighs> like audibly in the cinema, mm. just because the, the jokes were so, like the Marvelettes bit. That was just mm-hmm. like, okay, we get it. Or the bit with the suit where she's being like, hey, do you want to choose the color of my suit? And now I'm going to ignore everything that you didn't say anyway to the little girl, just to be cute to the girl. Like that kind of felt clunky. And the other thing I was going to say was inconsistency. Like the bit when she's fighting the people in the ship, when she has got all of her amazing powers and she just doesn't kill them. They keep coming back. And I'm like, how is she going to save the universe? And then she just does when it's convenient for the timing. What did you think, Chris? Yeah, I really liked it. I also don't think it's flawless. I especially think it's... Like, I would compare it to Black Panther, I think. Right? Like, what Black Panther did for the representation of people of color, I think Captain Marvel was trying to do for women in popular culture, the representation Mm -hmm. of women in popular culture. Mm -hmm. So, I really... I Like, from that dimension, I really liked it. And I think it... Yeah. I think it would... I would call it not just a movie, like a superhero movie with a female protagonist, I would definitely call it a feminist movie. Like, I think, especially, like, the subversion of the damsel in distress trope, right? Yeah. When she saves Nick Fury in the archive, I found it, like, to be very explicit and very, like, this is what we're doing. So mm. I really appreciated that. Yeah. yeah. And especially because it's Samuel L. Jackson that she's saving, like, I know that he is Nick Fury in this, but he does him as a actor has this big like yeah i'm always the one who can go off and like beat the bad guy i'm super powerful so the fact that she was saving samuel l jackson as well felt important and like there was cheesy bits that i am glad they kept in there like the bit when she stands up and like all of the younger versions of her stand up that's what i mean by i wish i saw it when i was younger because that would have been really cool to be like hey i'm a superhero too instead of it just being men personally i thought that scene lasted a bit too long Mm. they could have cut at least two of the standing ups and just have it a bit more condensed because yeah. it went on and on and on. It's like, oh, come on, I know you're going to... Yeah, 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 he, she's standing up. I, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I totally it's like, okay, yeah. ten minutes later, still doing the same thing. I do like, think that, yeah. On the feminist note, I think it's better in that realm than 
Wonder Woman at yeah. doing oh, what it did. Yeah. Like, definitely. I yeah. kind of, because when Wonder Woman came out, that was, like, the first one. That was supposed to be the thing. And I think Wonder Woman failed in a lot of ways. I think it did some interesting things, but I, like, the last ten minutes just crashed itself to the ground and just burned itself in flames. Mm. Like, I was really angry yeah, at that there, movie. because there's still but... a love interest in Wonder Woman. Like, she, in well, a way... It's, it's not even she's that. still in it's... a tiny, tiny... Skirt, yeah. shoot, suit, and like she's still in a tiny weird skirt. Heels. Uh, yeah, the the weird sort of heel boot things. That the love interest didn't bother me so much because the way that ended, I was like, okay, that's fine. Like, if you want to yeah, have, well, also, I'm never mad when Chris Pine is in a movie either. No, so. but I'm kind of like that. That seems to be the basic thing. Like, a woman can't be the protagonist unless she has a love interest. What well, Captain Marvel doesn't. Yeah. yeah, I I took more issue with the fact that in Wonder Woman, they were setting up... Well, first of all, it felt like they missed a lot of things. Like, there were all these things that they wanted to put in your face, feminist-wise, but then things that they completely ignored. So, you see the kind of early 1900s sort of big city air, and it's like, where are the suffragettes? If you're yeah. hammering this home to me, yeah. and the fact that she's mad that she has to wear a dress, why don't we see all the other women who who helped in this? Like, if you're going to hammer it home, like, please be consistent. And then also, I just got really mad with the fact that it felt like they were building up to doing something interesting with the movie, which is that maybe there was no one singular thing that she had to defeat but kind of an evil in general that comes from humanity that came from the system blood, yeah the system she and bloodthirsty constructionist <laughs> yeah and bloodthirsty war going yeah generals men mainly and they just completely like they built that up built that up got really excited for it and then they're like no there's just this one rando evil guy that you have to defeat yeah. it's like come on that's not but that's not what you it just Felt very inconsistent in that way, but I liked that Captain Marvel, yeah. it knew what it was going to do and it saw it through. But the biggest surprise for me and the best surprise, because there were some moments where it is a bit cheesy, like, okay, she's standing up, okay. Mm-hmm. But then the bit where she goes over to Jude Law and is like, come on, yeah. do this, oh, yeah. come on, kill me then. She's like, I have nothing to prove. Yeah. walks away that was a surprise and the best surprise for me because that is a really good feminist message is like the reason why she gets her powers and she's allowed to do whatever she wants is because she's stopped she's not trying to prove herself to any man in her life whether it be jude law or samuel l jackson like no one she's not proving herself she is just herself yeah. that's why yeah. she's powerful whereas just having a love interest means that she is in relation to someone else she's trying to she's her actions are mirrored yeah and determined and and by someone which is fine i don't think you can't be a feminist and have a love interest but it's it's what you're saying about there has never been a female superhero without a man next to her yeah but to come to come back to your scene the when um yeah yeah Yeah, i wanted to use the character's name but i forgot it was the the something yog john rog John Rog. <laughs> no, he John, knows nothing. He knows nothing. John Rog. Uh, so when he, uh, when she says to him, like, I have nothing to prove to you, mm. I also really like it because it's a, it's a refusal to use like masculine logic, as in the like, come fight me without powers, like like a man almost. Like it's they yeah. said that without saying that, right? Yeah. And I really liked that scene. Yeah. I thought it was a very powerful scene. Yeah. Yeah, because that's it, isn't it? He's like, do it without your powers, like. 
but her powers are her and she's like no i don't have to prove myself without my powers yeah. to you and i i do feel that you can see that the movie was directed directed and written also like the screenplay was done also by a woman mm. yeah. like uh it, it it had two directors and two screenplay writers and bonin and ryan fleek so i think having a woman and a man kind of co-do it it would be cool if it would have been only a woman but you can't win always mm. but i think this kind of gives i don't i don't want to say balance but kind of both perspectives yeah and then the directing and well it hurts everyone right like sexism hurts everyone so yeah. it's yeah. nice to have that balance and to be yeah like, because especially the the narrative about uh, emotions I found very powerful again why I think it's a feminist movie right like that's very much like the age-old patriarchal idea of like uh, men are are rational and women are emotional and emotions are inferior to rationality right like that's a yeah. very much uh, patriarchal idea so I really like that they address that in the movie and I also think that it is important to know that that's that works for everyone right like emotions and rationality are not opposed to each mm. other. And I did like the cat. The flurgan. <laughs> the flurgan was good. Yeah, yeah. the flurgan was great. Yeah. yeah. Chris totally called the post credit sequence, by the way. You were like, it's gonna the flurgan's gonna come up, the flurgan's gonna Yeah. There we go. <laughs> yeah. I don't feel bad if we spoil the post credits thing as well, because you have to wait so fucking long. Yeah. Like, for, it's for quite, nothing. Like, yeah, it's, yeah it's, so it's quite like, nice to tell everyone. It, it throws out, up like the Tesseract, because it has to, for yeah. like Infinity War and everything else to work. So, like, of course the, the, the Flurgan yeah. throws it up. And for all the wonderful talk of feminism and everything it did, I did just really like also getting the backstory of Nick Fury, because... <laughs> I was never, like, a fan of Nick Fury. Like, I know people get really excited when Nick Fury would come on. I'm just like, what? He just, what? He's just their manager. <laughs> like, like yeah. basically, that's his, well, that that's basically his purpose. And I didn't really know. And so it was really nice to see kind of where that came from. Because I was afraid in the beginning what was going to happen is that when she ran into Nick Fury, the movie was going to be, like, him chasing her. Because he already had the concept of superheroes and the avengers and stuff but it turns out he ended up not following her for that but learning from her instead of him trying to like catch her and use her so i liked that and i liked learning where all that came from and stuff i just i really liked that <laughs> they had good chemistry they really like, did no, yeah. we love a best friend kind of yeah interaction exactly. and i thought that brie larson stood very well next to Samuel L. Jackson, and because yeah. they've been in several movies together now, and I think it really shows like they've yeah. got chemistry, and she's not afraid. They're doing a new movie together now yeah. called something about unicorns. Unicorn, yeah. I yes. know. I just saw like glitter in her, and I was like, ah, I'm so yeah. excited. <laughs> the Unicorn Store. Uh, That's yeah. what it's called. Yeah. yeah, I'm excited for that. Oh, I am hyped for End Game now. Oh, though. Yes. Like especially the yeah. first post credit sequence when she pops up, I was like, no, ah! and it's we only have to wait till April, like genuinely really really excited yeah. Yeah. and i know that all the box ticking it's not her fault or the film's fault that we all knew where it's it was gonna end plan. yeah and i think what's a shame is because she is technically the original avenger why wasn't her film first it wouldn't have ruined anything because we all knew anyway 
that she was coming. It's quite interesting that it felt like the world wasn't ready for a female-led superhero film at the beginning of all of this. Like, the industry wouldn't have let it happen in the same way. They wouldn't have let, like you said, Black Panther. Feels very similar that they both come out at the same time, progressive films. So I wish that the original Avenger had had her original Avenger movie before anyone else. Mm -hmm. I think... It would have been so cool because then I could have watched it when I was younger and had Captain Marvel to look up to. Yeah. But I better late than never and I'm glad she's here. I would say with something like that, like she is a particularly difficult character, I think, to have the first movie because, yeah, like I do think in a sense, like even though we generally know where it's going... I think so much of the film is exciting because of the world that's been built up, at least in part. So I don't think we should have had to wait this long, but I don't necessarily think she would have made the best first movie to start. It would have been a very different movie, though. Yeah, but I think there's something to be said for the Marvel movies not going in chronological order. Right, because if... If we go by that, then technically, like, the Captain America movie should have been first. I think it was that. I don't remember. I think it's Iron Man. Iron Man first, technically. Before Iron Man movies, weren't there already Hulk? There were Hulk (laughs) movies, but not with Mark Ruffalo. There was that horrible Hulk. There were two Hulk movies. Don't. It's so, so crap. Don't. Not worth it. Well, there's a hell of a lot of Spider-Man as well. Yeah, R.I.P. Andrew Garfield. Oh, who's excited for um, Tom Holland coming to London? Tom Holland is coming to London. Well, yeah, he's Spider-Man. No is Spider-Man on tour. To... His next movie, he's in London. Oh, not you went like really? I was like, what? Yeah, but there's just a funny picture of him on the Eiffel Tower, and someone's like, how did they turn it like that angle to also get Big Ben in? And it's like, God, England, just be happy. <laughs> no, no, we won't be happy. Any other comments? I am impressed how Marvel is doing this, like having so many for mm-hmm. a very long plan, so consistent, like been mm-hmm. kind of consistent. And I feel every movie has been better than the previous ones. Yeah. I truly hope that DC would have done the same. Because <laughs> 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 to be honest, like DC, DC is the antiheroes. The, the darker kind of things. And they are more interesting than Captain America. They are more interesting than Captain America, but I would argue everyone is more interesting than Captain yeah, America. Yeah, but DC does villains better than Marvel does. Yeah, I think you're right. I think DC does inherently more interesting villains and darker on the whole. Like I would argue that Marvel still has very compelling anti-heroes, which I, I think are the more interesting characters on the whole. I... We'll come out and say it right now. I don't think Captain America is interesting. I don't no. like him. No. At all. I really. Do. I don't mm. care. I like Bucky. I don't. Yeah. Bucky is fine. But that's because I cute. The thing is, <laughs> I don't so like much. Bucky like, just... Is about Bucky. I, Bucky is much better than Captain America, mm. but I don't like Bucky very much simply because he's on Captain America's side. He's my favorite Dungeon in Distress, though. But... Yeah. Yes. Well, Isn't it the true bromance? Yeah, <laughs> it's all about Bucky, like you say. Yeah, it's like Kirk and Spock constantly. Yeah. Being I would true. kill the world for Bucky. Yeah, <laughs> he's not like let him go. Like go on. And you can but go like too. Iron Man, fundamentally like anti-hero. Yeah, he's totally. a jerk. 
Yeah, he I is a character. That's the point, I right? have, uh, Iron Man is an anti-hero. No, why not? Because he's very still on the good spectrum. He's a bit tricky, is but he? yes. Mm, he got into this by owning a weapons of war Like he's just company. a rich dude living out his fantasy. I feel he was, yeah, and yeah. now he has still got all his money from it. Yeah, now that he cares about Yeah, but he, he was thinking that he was selling weapons to his own country, because that's the whole premise. So what? The- he's still making money off of war. At the beginning, but I really don't class him from the end of I Am... Like, because everyone's a dick at the beginning of their superior story. Like, pff, uh, fucking yeah, Doctor Strange, dick, then he's turn nice. He's, he's still a dick. <laughs> like, he has... Oh, do you reckon he's an anti-hero then? No, but he's no. just a dick. Okay, well, see, I think Iron Man's just a bit big for his boots, but he's so caring and I don't think he's an anti-hero because if you look at his he uses all of his money and stuff to look after other people like to build this empire and also in the civil war he is on the good side he's on the side of the police and trying to do good whereas Captain um, America is more like no I just want to be a hero I think he starts at the point of something closer to an anti-hero than a hero and then progresses yeah but I think that's true for most superheroes yeah but I would I would I would call no, an act. because I I wouldn't say most of them start off anti-hero and move into something closer to hero no Black I Widow not an anti-hero no, not at all she starts more evil than these guys she's an assassin no she's a spy yeah I was not prepared for this debate. <laughs> Deadpool is an anti-hero? Yeah. yeah. I'd say Magneto is an anti-hero. Yeah. yeah. I would say, though, I, I think fuck. Iron Man kind of starts at that point and then progresses into something else. I don't think he fits the definition perfectly, but I would say that sort of arc makes for a very interesting character. I think that's also because his power isn't a superhero power in the Marvel yeah. context as well. That's also why he's more complicated and more yeah. blurring boundaries between is he good, is he bad, is he a hero, is he not, because he hasn't got superhero powers. He's yeah. just got a fuck ton of money. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. Like, his superpower is money. Yeah. Like, well, the same as Batman, but Batman's worse. Batman is more <laughs> of a dick. Like, oh my God, is Batman the worst? Yeah. Well, there's that scene in towards the beginning of Civil War when they're caught off guard by the fight and Iron Man literally can't do anything because he doesn't have a suit. Mm, yeah. And so he's left completely vulnerable. And in that moment, he's not one of the heroes. He's just a guy. And I think that makes... I, I think by virtue of that, he is very interesting to have yeah. as kind of... I would argue he's, up until now, up until Captain Marvel, he has been the leader of the Avengers. He starts out that way. The headquarters yeah. used to be in his building. That kind yeah. of thing. Well, yeah. that was the point of Civil War, is it's between the two raging leaders. Because it's also, I would also argue that Captain America, whatever is... Pete? Steve? Steve. 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 <laughs> between Steve and um, Iron Man, both of them are the kind of parental figures, and that's why they had their like yeah. separate movies where because in Winter Soldier it's very much like Captain America stepping up being the leader and then also at the same time Iron Man is very much collecting them together and he's like hey I've got the home who's paying the rent bitch and so they it's between them so yeah you're right but I think oh there's so much to say about all of these films and I was only prepared for Captain Marvel no but I wasn't saying that Captain America uh, Captain wait who Iron Man like I wasn't saying that he's not an interesting character and that he's not an like important I was just saying that he's not an anti-hero yeah and I agree with that I think he has elements of anti-hero in the beginning yeah definitely 
And yeah. I think he has grown as a character. Yeah, I think this is an opinion. Yeah. This is just people sitting around a microphone yeah. talking just... about Iron Man. It's all about Thor, though. I'm gonna throw that no. in just before we end. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Take favorite and least favorite Avenger. I refuse to pick. So my favorite pair is yeah. Iron Man and Spider Man because they're basically father and son, and I love mm-hmm. it. I can't get enough of it. Please bring them back. Save Spider-Man. He's still alive somewhere. Least favorite? Least favorite. I've made it abundantly clear. <laughs> Captain America. <laughs> so very clear. <laughs> I, do, I do have to say, I know it's controversial. I do like Black Widow. I know she is problematic in so many ways, mainly because Scarlett Johansson is problematic as her. But I still love, I, I still really like Black Widow. She's not my favorite, but I still really like her. Lana, favorite, least favorite? My favorite, it's a Marvel character, but it's not in the Marvel universe, like in this. Okay. They are, cause, but they're in a... Wolverine. Fair. Fair. <laughs> Least favorite character is probably... Would be. Yeah, Captain America. Yeah. yeah. Chris, favorite and least favorite? Doctor Strange. Is your... Favorite. No, <laughs> just I just have to clarify that. Yeah. yeah. No, I just love Cumberbatch, and I also yeah. really like how he can only play one type of character. It's always the arrogant asshole. He can't play anything mm. else. August, yeah. watch August Osage County. Oh. Okay. I think he's been severely typecast. I'm okay. not mad about that though, because he's very good at it. He's fantastic at everything. Yeah. That's the problem. Is he is? That's the problem. He's and too bloody good. He is. That's why he's not excellent actor. Yeah. 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 Really. It's a. His American accent goes a little weird at some times. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, d- I think he wasn't man. even trying, though. I think he's like, I scratch. know. I think, I think it, it, he must not have had very much time to prepare mm-hmm. that because he he had a really good accent, I think, in August Osage County. And then the accent he has to put on for Doctor Strange goes wonky at times. Mm-hmm. And that's usually not the actor's fault. That's usually they didn't give them enough time to to prepare but then the actor gets criticized and I feel bad mm. so not his fault but also and least favorite uh, Hawkeye he just doesn't do anything Aww. he's Aww, pretty useless yeah. he's, he's lovely his superpower he's is lovely. having a bow and being Lo- able yeah, to shoot arrows don't be mean about don't that mean. he saves people he's the family man and you just need a little yeah. bit of sense in this sort of situation like when yeah. he saves um, does he have Scarlet sense Witch? though yeah I think so many people hate Hawkeye because, and like, it's a fair point, when we're first introduced to him, he's been taken over by Loki, and so like, we get him, and immediately, like, the first movie we see him in, no personality, and so how do you build on that? You can't. I have a feeling he's gonna be big in Endgame, though, because there's that picture of him turning around looking like super dark in the rain and I think his family might have died and I, I feel oh my God. I'm Wait. sure his family died and now he's on a rampage can we there, talk so. about Hawkeye's hipster mohawk for a second have you seen that he's got both sides of his head are shaved and so he's got like this low-key mohawk it's terrible it's not working for him Amazing. it does him no favors <laughs> half of his hair disappeared with Thanos' snap yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> That's all I had going for me. (laughs) That was my superpower, good hair. Favourite Avenger? Thor. Lovely, lovely man who's like, he, he, 
I don't know, he's got everything. He's so emotional. Like in Infinity War, when he just sits down and has that chat, and he's like, yeah. And everyone else in the world is like, they're like, everything's so hard. He's like, yeah, I mean, my kingdom, my father, my brother, my sister, my mother, all dead. <laughs> I lost my hammer, I got it back twice. Like, I lost my eye, my brother I'm trying really, really, really hard with. We finally connected, now he's dead as <laughs> You know what I mean? But he's been through so much, and he's been alive for like thousands of years and all of this happened in like four years so it's been a shit summer for Thor and he's still <laughs> happy and cute and I do miss his long hair though but he's my favourite he just seems like you're gonna night out and he'd buy everyone a milkshake in the morning like good man least favourite don't even know his name but Iron Man's friend the one oh, who's the, tagging along yeah the one in the um, suit no, the one who got Patriot yeah Patriot Oh. I mean, he doesn't do much, but he's no. a nice guy. Yeah, yeah, but it's, I just, he's a liability. At least Hawkeye took himself away. He's like, I'm a liability, so I'm, I'm gonna go. Kind of like I, I like Iron the Patriot. Friend. Yeah. Yeah. Patriot. Well, I, like I hate him, his name. I don't remember I like his him. name. I don't remember even that. <laughs> well, no, I hate the Patriot yeah. as a name. It's yeah. terrible. Patriot. Oh, is. oh yeah. Good burn. Cool. His suit is even coloured like the flag. I know. It? I know. That's why I don't Welcome like it. Welcome to America. He's more Captain yeah. America than Captain America. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He is America. Yeah. So I think that was a, a good length. Yeah. Tune um, in next time. Bye. 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 I can't make my muppet balls. Oh, the muppet balls. <laughs> So the entire podcast would be like this. <laughs>